You know what I was thinking, Jenny, when we were singing that song? I was thinking, I wonder what Joshua would have said when the sun stood still. Well, it wasn't the sun, it was the moon. It was actually the earth on it, it's ecliptic. But he thought it was the sun. Because we're going around the sun, the sun's not moving. But I wonder what Joshua would have said when he saw that the, the day was extended. God, there's nobody like you, God. He would have sung the same song. Hallelujah. I wonder what Peter must have said, Jenny, when he walked in that water, even though he went down a bit. But he, but he's, but he, he gave him credit for trying and for, and for doing a little bit of it. I wonder what he must have thought later that night when he had his head on the pillow. And Thomas is snoring and he hits Thomas. Shut up, Thomas. We're trying to sleep here. And they got the fire going and they're sitting looking at the stars. I wonder what he must have thought. I walked on water today. God, there is nobody like you, God. Hallelujah. I want to tell you a simple uh, story you're familiar with, but the Lord said, I want you to talk on it this morning for a particular reason, and, you, and you'll see as we go. But there was another group of people, Jenny, that I think they would have experienced. We see it all the way through the Bible. But th this group of people, the Israelites, I think they would have looked at, at, at that wall coming down, and they would have looked at God and said, God, there is nobody like you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want you to remember that God wants to do things in your life so awesome and so dramatic that you can say, God, there's nobody like you. You know, I have four rats. They're, they're Quinn, Cole, Caleb, and Luke. I love them with all my heart. And those little rats want, wanted a swimming pool because apparently Oasis is too far to drive any time they are in the mood to get wet which is great, but they want to get wet more than they can drive up there. And so I, I prayed about it. My wife prayed about it. And the Lord said, I want you to get a pool. And I said, but Lord, I don't have the money for a pool. And he said, I didn't ask. He said, do you want the pool or not? Don't talk to me about the money. Do you want the pool or not? I said, well, I do want the pool. And Jenny wants the pool. And I've always wanted a pool. And, 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 so, and so I said, I don't know where the money's coming from. He said, just start the process. So I started the process. And uh, the man comes, you know, the salesman, right? <laughs> and so I'm very aware of what salesmen are like, so he can't pull the wool over my eyes. Uh, at least I thought so. Uh, but anyway, so they're doing their thing, and then he shows me the hot tub uh, brochure, which is separate to the pool brochure, and he says, now, do you like sitting in hot, bubbly water? And because some people don't. I said, oh, yes, oh, yes, I do. Because every time I go to a hotel, I go down to the hot tub. That's the first thing I do. I said, oh, and he goes, oh, well, then you need to look at this. This seats eight people, and da-da-da-da-da. And I thought, no, 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 no. I said, we're already, you know, I don't even know where the money's coming from. What? You don't know where the money's coming from? You don't tell the salesman you don't know where the money's coming from. <laughs> I learned that, because it makes them nervous but I said I said we're we're we're, we're not going to add anymore and I heard the Holy Ghost say do you want the hot tub and I said Lord I know you're being kind to me but I don't have a measure of faith for that you know what he answered me he said you don't have a measure of faith in your emotions but you have a measure of faith in your spirit he said you don't feel like you can afford it but if you look to your spirit son is there a piece or a check now sometimes there is a check because my spirit can't handle it but he said look to your spirit so while the while the guy is sitting there trying to do his negotiation he doesn't realize that he doesn't have to convince me he's trying to convince me because that's his job what he doesn't understand is when you're spirit-led nothing he says matters all that matters is in here and he ain't in here the holy ghost is in here so I checked down, I looked down into my spirit. How do you do that? You just focus, you just, I just kind of ignored him for a second and I just closed my eyes and he doesn't know what I'm doing and I just, I'm just looking down into my spirit. I'm looking for that witness and there was that, there was that lift, there was that jump, there was that spark. 
And I said, but Lord, you know I don't even have the money around the pool, let alone that. And he said, uh, just, just agree with me, son. Just agree with me. So I looked at Jenny because I got to be in agreement with her too. And I said, honey, and before I even got the words out, she goes, I have a witness. I got a witness. I got a witness. You know how they go in the church. I got a witness. Glory to God. And the hairdo, the beehive hairdo is going, I got a witness. And so she said, I got a witness. I said, I got a witness. The guy don't know what we're talking about. Witness, check, peace. He don't know what we're saying. So I just said, Bill, I said, go ahead and do the hot tub. And he said, oh, great. He's very excited because he makes more money now. So we sign all that up and we look, added all the money up. And, and then Jenny says, I want a fence. I said, dear, sweet Jesus. I said, don't deal with my wife. I said, I know we have to have the little simple chain link fence because it's by law, but she wants a special wrought iron fence around the whole property now so that the pool is not enclosed by itself, but the whole property is enclosed. And I, so I get a quote on that. And those fences are a lot of money. I said, Lord, how are we going to do that fence? I can't even do the boom. We got the hot tub and we got the fence. I said, he said, do you want the fence? I said, she wants it. I don't care about the fence. He said, check in your spirit. And there was a piece of my spirit. I said, I don't know how you're going to do this, Lord. I don't know how you're going to do this. He said, go ahead and tell them that, that, we, that you want the fence. So I said, with trembling, my fingers shaking as I'm texting. I said, we will take the fence. Because that's what the desire of, I said, I said, Jenny, please don't tell me you want anything else. <laughs> not, not yet. She goes, no, I'm, my joy is full. And the, little, and the little children will be full. Praise God. I said, Lord, we added it all. I said, Father, there's, I just, I don't know. I don't know. And they don't, they don't let you do payment plans on pools. You have to pay everything. So I said, Lord, I don't know how. I don't know how. I start trying to figure out something. It don't even come, not even close. So I said, Lord, I don't know how. And then the Lord said, just agree with me, son. Just agree with me. And I said, you know what? This is not fair and this is not right. I said, these rascals should have had that pool in when we bought the house. Because if they had the pool in when we bought the house, then when we got approved on the mortgage, it would have included the pool and I wouldn't have to be going through this nonsense. I was getting upset. And the Lord said, don't get upset, just agree with me. So I said, Father, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I disagree with you. I disagree, I disagree. You know, when you agree, you have to agree by faith because you don't feel anything. In fact, you feel like, and then the Lord said, put a down payment down. So I put a down payment. Now you're locked in, you can't get that refunded. I said, oh, Jesus, help me. He said, just keep agreeing with me. I said, Lord, I agree. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I agree. Wish those previous owners had done this because then I wouldn't have to think about it. Just agree. Just agree. So I kept saying, Lord, I agree. Lord, I agree. And then, and then a lady called me, uh, the mortgage broker, out of the blue. And she said, you know, Pastor Craig, I've been thinking about you. And I, 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 think, I, I think we should do a refinance on your home. And I thought, refinance? I didn't even really fully know what that meant. And so she explained it to me. And I said, Hold on a second. Hold, just hold the horses here for a second. You're telling me you can do some fancy paperwork with some lawyer or something and they'll give me money? Is that what you're telling me? It's that easy? They'll give me more money? Money, M-O-N-E-Y? Money? Real money, not monopoly money. I said, real money. She goes, oh yeah, just fill in some fa fancy paperwork and your mortgage goes up by X number of dollars a month, which we could easily handle. And so she said, I said, you're kidding me? I said, how much money? She goes, oh, well, I'm not really sure right now. There's a lot of factors involved. So anyway, so I said, okay, Lord. And so they're going and 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 they're going. And after the long drawn out, it's amazing how much you have to, how many papers you have to sign. But after you do all of that, and then they came and it was within $4,000 to the exact amount. Within 4,000 of the exact amount that we needed for all three things. And I said, Lord, how? God, there is nobody like you. How did you do that? And then he did another thing and gave me the 4,000 from somewhere else. 
So it came to the exact, within, within $600 more, we had $600 more than we needed for the pool, the hot tub, and the fence. And the Lord said, now do you remember you said those rascals? He repeated it back to me. That he hears everything you say. Even though you don't think he does. He said, you remember you said those rascals who sold you the house should have done that so you didn't have to think about it? I said, yes. He said, if they had done that, the price would have been higher and you wouldn't have got the house. Are you listening to me? And when I bought the house from them, they're very nice people, live in Arizona now. But when I bought the house from them, they had spent like $30,000 between this fort in the back. And that took twenty five, dollars And then they had done other things for the kids. And I said to them, why did you spend all that money on that and not on a pool? And they said, I, I don't know. We just, the kids are too small. I didn't want to think about the water and the, the danger and everything. And so I was thinking back then, I wish you had done that. But I didn't realize that if they'd done it, we couldn't have got the house because we wouldn't have qualified. Because it took three miracles to get us in, and we just made it by the skin of our teeth with three miracles. So if they had added even a percentage of the pool cost to the house, it would have been beyond us. Do you understand? But God knew that. See, God knows things before you know them. He, I believe, influenced them not to do the pool. So that the price would be what we could afford. And then he knew that we needed the pool. But then he worked it out so that basically the mortgage just after the fact changed to accommodate the pool within $600 of the amount and the monthly cost is so trivial it's, it's pennies. Praise God. Well, COVID helped the value go up too like so many of your houses. So with the value going up significantly because of all this housing market, we were able to capitalize on that and refinance it. I'm just, I'm just trying to tell you that when God says, I want to do something for you, don't get in your mind about it because your mind will rob you of so many things. Just check your spirit. If there's a peace in your spirit, your mind may not feel peace because you can't figure it out. But check down in here. If there's a peace in your spirit, just agree. Just agree. But you don't understand how it's coming. I know what it feels like. It feels very uncomfortable, but just agree. Just keep saying, Lord, I thank you. Somehow you're going to do this. I thank you. Lord, there's no one like you. You can well able. You're well able to do this. And then he'll work it out. It might, it, some people think it's only going to come with somebody handing them a check. It doesn't always work that way. Sometimes he works it out this way or he works it out that way or he gives you another job to help you pay for it or he gives you a promotion or he touches somebody's heart to give you money or he causes th this thing to work with your mortgage. There's lots of ways that God can do it. But, but it's, it's astounded me that we had the whole thing done with $600 left over. And I said, now, honey, with that $600, we're going to go and buy, you know, like uh, the... the the thing you lie in the pool in, you know, what the thing is, right? And, and the little water things, I don't know, all the fun things, the toys. With that, maybe an extra chair so we can suntan on it. Maybe some suntan lotion. We'll use the 600 for that. I don't know what we'll use it for, but God saw it right down to the penny. And he planned it so perfectly because if it had happened before, we wouldn't have got in. But he did it so that it was the same basic thing, but he just did it after. I'm, trying to, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to be proud. I'm simply telling you that when God says, I want to do something for you, and you check your spirit, your spirit, if your spirit's in agreement, it's done. The only thing that can rob it is your mind and your words. So if you can just get these two things in line with this, and no matter how hard it is, just keep agreeing with God. Father, I disagree with you. I have no idea how, but I disagree with you. Lord, I disagree with you. And he knows our frame and that we're mortal and human and that we're going to get annoyed and scared. And he's so patient and merciful with us. But if we'll just say more about the agreement and not as, you know, make sure you're saying, you might say some things that are off a little bit, but just agree with God more than you don't agree with him.
and just keep your heart pure and then be open to how things see. Now, if I had just had a, a mentality of no, I'm not doing that, then that I would have lost that opportunity. But you see, God moved upon that lady Amen. to call me because she wasn't supposed, she never calls me. And she called me, and not only that, with all the stuff that we had privately, because the car is delayed. And, the, and the, a couple other things in our life were delayed because of COVID. And it just June was the perfect time where our credit was the highest it's ever been in our entire life. And, and even in July, it started to go down. But just in that three-week period, it was like at 800, which is almost perfect credit. And it was at the exact moment where they, they were doing the check for the refinancing. And we're out of debt on everything else, so we had no debt, but, but there was just, I mean, God even organized it for months in advance without me even knowing what he was doing so that that would work out perfectly, so that everything would work out perfectly. And all I had to do, Jenny, and all you had to do was agree. That's the problem. Everybody's trying to figure it out instead of just agreeing. God wants to do the miracle for you. He wants to help you. He wants to make you joyful. Do we need a pool? No. Is it a necessity? No. But God doesn't just want life to be about necessities. He wants life to have some spice to it. He wants life. Do we need Oasis? Well, we, we need to place it from a prayer perspective. But do we need people to be able to go and relax? No. But God doesn't just do what we need. He wants to bless people. He wants to help people. He wants to say, get out and go and stay in that beautiful room and sit on the, on the, on the beach and, and have some sun and listen to the birds and just be in just fellowship with me and pray. It's a pavilion of, of prayer, peace and play. See, was it necessary? Probably not. But does God want to do stuff because he loves us? Yes. Yeah. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you. I wasn't planning on sharing that story. The last thing on my mind today. But I heard the Holy Ghost say, I'm trying to get some things into some of their hands. Yes. And in their spirit of their check, they'll know it's me. But they, but they can't get this quiet and they can't get this to stop flapping. And so this mindset and these words are blocking my power from figuring that out for them. It's blocking my power. I'm trying to get it over to them, but it's blocking my power. God's already, see, God already had organized stuff for me. I didn't even know Guggen he was doing it. I didn't know he was working all that with the credit. I didn't have no idea. It was just, and the lady said, now this is always wonderful, all right? She said to me, she said when it closed, she, which was last week, she called me, her name, precious lady, her name's Dina. She says, Pastor Craig, can I tell you something? I said, sure. She said, I've been doing this for 30 years. She said, the last time when we got your house, do you remember I told you that it was miraculous? That I've never seen this happen? In, thir in, in that time, it was 28 years or whatever. I said, yeah, I remember that. She said, I want you to know that this miracle was bigger than that one. I said, what do you mean? She said, never in my entire career has the mortgage, the, the lender called me as the broker and said, we want to give your client 50% discount on fees. When does people give away money? She's on the phone with me. And she said, I have never seen this in my life. She said, who are you? I said, I said I, I, I'm trying to witness to her too. I said, I don't know. I just, God, I just, God wants to bless me. He loves me. And by the way, Dina, he loves you. And if you'll just come into fellowship with him, he want to bless you too. She said, but you don't understand that this is not possible. This is a bigger miracle than before. So, so they are refunding me $11,000 in fees next Tuesday. Now, I factored that into the whole thing, okay? So it's not 11000 extra. It's factored into the whole amount. But they're sending me a check for $11,000 at 50% discount, and they didn't have to do it. And she said, this has never, ever happened, ever. 
You're the first client in 20 something, almost 30 years that I've ever seen them do this for. She says, I do not understand this. I said, dear, I don't understand it either, but I take it. I take it. It's okay. Just bring it on. Bring it on. Praise God. Because I needed that d- discount to be able to make the, make the thing. And God knew. He knew. He knew everything. He knew how much everything was going to cost. And he didn't want it to be a burden to our family at all. So it's as if we got it originally with the original mortgage, but it was just two years later because he knew if you did it then, you wouldn't have got it. But if I do it now, you're going to get it and everyone is going to be happy. Hallelujah. So we're going to have a pool party. You're welcome. I'm serious. We're going to have a pool party. The, the water goes in. They're breaking ground November. The water, we're starting to swim May 1st. And, uh, and, I, and we're going to have a pool party with different people. We won't have restrictions at that point. And we'll do groups of 50. And anybody that wants to come, I want them to come. I want you to swim in the pool. If you don't swim, I'll give you lessons. <laughs> Hallelujah. R- Brother Winston, you're coming one way or the other. Hallelujah. And if you want to come, we're going to, I hadn't asked you, Jenny, is it okay that I say that? I should have asked you permission first. Can we have a pool party and just have a barbecue and have some sausages and hamburgers and people, if you don't want to swim, then you just eat and leave. Praise God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Just eat and run. But I just, I just want people to know that I I have to set an example for the congregation in faith. I have to set an example. And, and, and some of these things are very uncomfortable for me to believe for because I can't figure it out in my mind and I'm a mental person and I can't, and it bothers me that I can't, my calculator can't figure it out. My, my, I can't do it. I can't squeeze things. I can't twist things enough to make it work. But God knew the whole thing. And all he wanted me to do was trust him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I felt prompted to share that with some of you, although it wasn't part of my sermon, but it goes with my sermon. Have a look, please, in the book of Joshua chapter five. Can you turn there quickly? Joshua chapter 5, the power of faith is what I'm talking about today. Joshua chapter 5 and verse 13. And when it came to pass, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our enemies? And he said, Neither. But as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. In other words, God's not for our church more than another church. He's for his plan. And whoever's going to side with his plan, he's going to help. Are you with me? And, uh, and Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship. And he said unto him, what saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host. Now we find out later that that's Jesus in the, in the manifested pre-incarnate form. Jesus came many times to the earth before he came, you know, through the Virgin Mary. So, so this is a pre-incarnate of, of Christ, and you find that out later. But it says, And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. So there was this experience he has, and this, this, this man, this Jesus, this captain says to him, I, I, It's not that I'm for you or against somebody else. I'm for my father. I'm for God. I'm here with his plan. If you want to agree with that plan, if you want to get in on that plan, if you're going to work and cooperate and agree with me on that plan, I'm going to help you. And if you don't, I'll find somebody that will. Because the plan's going to happen anyway. We're all replaceable. And so it's a holy moment. And remember Moses with the burning bush? It was a holy moment where he was receiving power from God. Remember he put his hand in his chest, pulled it out. It was leprous, went back, and it wasn't. He put the staff down, went into a snake. There was, he was receiving an anointing from God there at the burning bush to, to do the work with Pharaoh to get the children of Israel out. And so there was an anointing. There was an impartation that came from God. At the, and notice that God says it's a holy. So anytime you see God says this is a holy time, it's a holy place, it means he's imparting something. Yeah. Yes. 
He's giving you something, and, and the, the holiness of that, of, that, of that impartation requires you to recognize and take your shoes off. And so when you see him take his shoes off, it means that God, Jesus, was imparting something to him. He was imparting an anointing and a mantle and a help to him so that he could go and take Jericho, and not just Jericho, but Ai and all the other cities that were in that area. In other words, he was imparting to him an anointing for conquest. And that's why he said, take your shoes off. Now, turn to the next chapter. You all with me? You all okay? Are you all thinking about the pool party? Because you've got to stop thinking about that now, and you've got to start thinking about the Bible. Now, Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out, and none came in. They've locked the city down. It's called a siege. And the Lord said unto Joshua, now, that we, now we know it's Jesus because it says the Lord. Do you see that? First it said the captain of the host. Now it says that they call him Lord. And that is the word, uh, obviously, Jehovah is, is what that English word Lord means. And this is the pre-incarnate form of the Lord. If it was an angel, it wouldn't call him Lord. No, right. It would say the angel said to him. So we know this is Jesus. This is Jesus in the flesh coming as a pre-incarnate form. And the Lord said unto Joshua, now watch this, watch this. Oh, are you ready? I love it. Are you ready? It says, see or observe or take notice of. Or we could say, did you notice? Yeah. I have past tense given into thine hand, Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men thereof. I have given. The poor Joshua is sitting there looking at it and go, what are you talking about? You have given. You haven't given anything. It's straightly shut up. No one's going in. No one's coming out. And by the way, that word mighty men, it means the Hebrew word gabor, which means giant. And according to history, the giants of the Anakims and the Rephims and all these, like Goliath, these tall men that was later on in David's life, but the giants right from Noah's flood, before Noah's and after Noah's, when angels sat with the daughters of men and they created these men, these men of renown and these giants, you see them all the way through the Old Testament. This city, Jericho, had giants in it. Not only giants, but they had giants in it. Remember when Joshua took the land five years later, he said, give me Hebron. It was the place of the giants. Now, everybody in Hebron was a giant. I mean, and this is an 85-year-old guy, yeah. Caleb. I said, Joshua, Caleb, 85-year-old. And he said, my strength is not abated as I was then. So I'm at 45 years later. He said, I'm the same man. God has kept me. I'm ready. Give me the mountain. And he charges that mountain at 85 and kills 10-foot giants. A whole city of them. That's called the spirit of faith. Most of you just looking for your social security check. <laughs> oh, God. Most of you, oh my Jesus, help us. Most of you, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even, the walk's too far. I need an Uber driver to help me. I can't get there. I just can't get there. Let alone dealing with giants. Caleb had a spirit of faith. And the same giants, you know, these were giants in Jericho because they were in that whole region. So not only is it a huge wall that they say the walls were so thick they had chariot races. Archaeologists tell us that. So think about how many, how thick those walls were. Entire homes were built into the wall because Rahab's home was in the wall. An entire house inside a wall. That's why you could have chariot races because the walls are so huge. And so it is a huge city. It is a walled city and a, probably the largest walls that anybody's ever seen. And there are giants in there, and they're shut, and there's no way. Even for the greatest army in the world, there's no way. They were unconquerable, impregnable. And Jesus has the tenacity and the audacity to say, hey, Josh, by the way, I've already given it to you. What do you mean? You mean you will give it to me? No, no, I've already given it to you. I don't understand you've already given it to me. Why? Could you turn to Romans chapter 4? 
and verse 17. Would you mind turning there so you can see how God thinks? I'm trying to get you to think the way God thinks. And I don't even do it sometimes. Like with the pool, I never did it. I should have, Kim, but I didn't. If I had of, I, I would have been better. I could have got the answer quicker. But I don't even always do it because my mind is so fighting the process of how impossible it is that I sometimes forget to do this. But God in his mercy looks past our imperfections and past sometimes our wrong confessions, although that doesn't justify you making wrong confessions all the time. You can't just say, well, I'll say whatever I want because the pastor said God's merciful and look past it. No, because you got to have the right heart. you got to be trying. But you're not going to be perfect and neither am I. And he will look past that to, to get things over to you. Guess because how good he is. But that doesn't give us an excuse to never grow up. Now, now, Romans chapter 4, in verse 16, therefore it is of faith that it might be of grace. In other words, grace is power, is the power of God, the grace of God, the ability of God. But it's got to be a faith first, otherwise the power can't flow. Right. Do you see that? If you don't have faith, you can't have grace. By grace are you saved through faith. The power to come and make you a new creature, you had to have faith precede it. Because you were saved by grace, that's the power, are you saved? But how did it happen? Because you released faith. So faith went first, grace came second, and you got born again. Faith goes first, faith, and then grace, the power, comes after it. That's why he says here, it has to be a faith first in order for it to be by grace. Grace can't come without faith. The wall can't fall without faith. You can't get your pool without faith. You can't get your job if you're believing for a job. You can't get healed if you're believing. You can't get nothing. You can't get the Holy Ghost. You can't get nothing without faith. It's all by God's power, but grace, but the, the grace came because you released faith in it. Now, did you notice you had to trust God and believe him before the power showed up? You're not going to feel something. You're just going to have to choose to believe it because the Bible says so. At least we've got the Bible that tells us. It is of faith that it might be of grace to the end to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not, only, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. He's our father. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Did you notice it says God did that? He believed before God, but it says God quickens the dead. Yeah. And that word, that means when there's something dead in your life, yeah. the finances is dead, he can quicken it. Yeah. It's not just talking about raising the dead physically. Yeah. If there's somebody dead, he can quicken them too. But if your health is dead, so to speak, he can quicken it. Yeah. If your liver is dead, he can quicken it. Yeah. If your marriage is dead, he can quicken it. Yeah. If your kids aren't like, right, he can quicken them. Yes, he, can. he quickens anything that has no life in it. I'm telling you, it is God who, get, we could really say, who gives life. Yes. Now watch, and calleth those things which be not as though, as though, as though they were. It has not manifested yet, but God is saying it has. But Lord, it hasn't. But in where I look at it, son, it's done. Now I need you to agree with me and say that it's done. Even though in your realm, it's not done. But in my realm, I'm looking from eternity. I'm looking from heaven. I see the beginning from the end. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. I can see it done. But you can't see it. 
but I want you to call what I see, not what you see. Because when the parade goes by, the Macy's parade, for example, or any parade, you're standing on the streetcar and going, hey, yay, isn't that nice? And you just see from that float to that float, and you have to wait for them to pass you. But God's on top of the building looking down and he can see the beginning of that line and the end of that line and he sees you with your little tiny section, but he sees the whole parade. And he sees how it's going to end, so he says, it's already happened. And all you're looking at is your, no it hasn't, it's already happened. I see it. You can't see it, but I see it. So why don't you call what I see in my realm, not what you see in your realm? That's all this is. We are calling what God sees. Not what I see with my natural eyes. And because he's in my spirit, my spirit will see things by faith. So I'm simply calling things that have not yet manifested as though they have, because even though they haven't, in the time we're in physics, there is time and distance. But in God's realm, there's no time. So he sees what is coming. He knows it's going to happen. He knows we don't see it yet, but he knows it's coming. So as far as he's concerned, it's done. So he says, it's done. He says, I've given it to you. Yeah. He says, you're healed. Amen. Yes. But, but, but they say, I've still got it. No, 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 I've already seen the future, son. You're healed. Yeah. But Lord, what do I say? To, don't I call it the way it is? No, no, no. I want you to do Romans 4, 17, because Grandpa Abraham and you are of the same bloodline spiritually. Now, I want you to start saying things as I see them, not as you see them. I say it's done. You say it's done. I say it's, not, it's done, even though it hasn't manifested yet. You say, I call things that be be not as though they already are. It hasn't yet happened. The parade hasn't passed me yet, but God already told me how it's going to end. So I'm just going to agree with him. Do you see how easy faith is? The whole point of faith is not what you see. It's about what you can't see. But God sees it. It's not like nobody sees it. God sees it. He knows it's coming. He saw your future. He knows what's on the path for you. He already sees this is all going to work out, Sandra. It's all going to be great. You may not have the money for it, but all of it's going to come to pass. So he just says, that's why you follow your spirit. If God says to you, this is, this is, uh, this is my will, and it's done now, I've given it to you. Yeah. What do you say? Well, Lord, I don't see it yet. No, that's talking about this realm. Yeah. No, you agree with that realm. You don't agree with this realm. Yeah. The world is agreeing with this realm. Yeah. Can you believe the prices? Oh, I'm so sick. Oh, I might get COVID. That's all this realm. Yeah. But God's looking at another realm. God is in another realm, my brother and sister. Yeah. He is in a realm of glory and faith and purity and perfection. And there's no darkness in him in any way, shape or form. And there's no weakness and there's no fear and there's no sickness and there's no poverty and there's nothing but glory. And he's in that realm and he says, because you're my son and I put my spirit in you, you're in my realm, even though you're right temporarily in that old darkened realm. But you're in my realm. Your spirit is connected to me. Your body might be walking, but your spirit is connected to me. Now, I see what's coming, and I'm telling you, I've already given you the city, Joshua. I see what's coming, I already say you're healed. I see what's coming, I already say you got your pool. But you're in your realm, you can't see it, so it's hard for you to say it. But I want you to call those things that be not manifested yet as though they already have manifested now because while they haven't manifested for you because you're in time, I'm in eternity, and I see it's about to happen. So all he's asking us to do is say what it is in his realm, not what it is in my experience. So what he wanted me to say, which I didn't as well as I should have, but he's still merciful, as I said, Lord, thank you for my pool. Lord, I thank you, I got my pool. Now, I'd say that, but then I'd kind of have a tagline. I don't know how it's going to happen. 
I'm not really sure, but that's not really faith, is it? To say, I'm not really sure. Because sometimes you struggle so much that you feel better to add a little bit of doubt in there. Just a little bit of sprinkling. But really, you can't doubt. But God will be merciful. As you grow older, you doubt it all, it won't happen. But as you're growing, like we're all growing, God will be merciful with a little sprinkling here and there until he can get that sprinkling out of you. Do you understand? He wants me to simply say, Lord, I thank you that I have the pool. I have the money for the pool. Now, it hasn't manifested, but I'm calling those things that be not as though they have. Why? Not because I'm just picking something out of a hat carnally and in the flesh, because God, by the Spirit, in His realm, bore witness. This is your, this is your portal. This in your spirit. The Bible says in Proverbs, the spirit of man is in his belly region. This, your spirit man, is a portal that connects to another realm. I know it sounds science fiction, but it's true. Your spirit connects to another realm called heaven. Whatever comes from heaven ain't coming through your mind. It's coming through your spirit. That's how God communicates to people through their spirit because he's a spirit God and he communicates in spirit. That's how we have to worship him, not with our mind, but in spirit. He's looking for them that would worship him in spirit and in truth. He's spirit. When the realm of God goes through the portal of this world into your spirit and he shares something with you, this is what I want for you then as far as it's concerned, it's done. It doesn't matter, it hasn't happened yet. What you need to do is agree with that realm and start saying, thank you that it's done. Thank you that it's done, it's done, it's done. But I don't see it, and I don't feel it, I don't know where the money's coming, I still feel the bump, I still got this problem, I still got that problem, but I say, I agree, I'm in the little thing here, I only see this much of the parade, but you see the end. So I'm gonna get into what you say instead of what I say and agree with you, and I'm simply gonna say, Father, I thank you, it's done. I have it, it's mine, I take it now, in Jesus' name. That's what faith is. Faith is not hard. It's looking at another realm. Are you listening? Faith is not hard. It's not looking at what you see. It's looking at what God sees and agreeing with what God sees. Because he sees something bigger than you. He sees something that you can't see. He saw how he was working the pool, even though I couldn't, Winston. But he just wanted me to say, I got it. He saw how he was going to destroy. He saw how he was going to destroy the walls of Jericho. The poor guy, he doesn't, Joshua doesn't understand how it's going to happen. All he knows is that there's a big wall, there's houses in the wall, they have chariot races on top of the wall, and there's giants behind the thing, and his army's not big enough to destroy them. And they've never been defeated ever. And the greatest armies of the world can't overcome Jericho. So what is his poultry little few going to do? I can't do this. But God says, hey, I've given it to you. Because remember, he's looking from the rooftop. The bird's eye view. So all he, wants to, all he wants Joshua to say is, I got it. I got it. If you're believing for a job and you don't have it, just start to say, it's not crazy to talk faith. Just start to say, Lord, I call those things that haven't happened yet as though they have. Because what you see, it's happened, even though I can't see it happen. But I'm not in this realm, I'm in that realm. Because my spirit's connected. So I'm just going to say, thank you that I have the job. In Jesus' name, I've got the job. Thank you that I'm healed. In Jesus' name, thank you that I'm healed. Thank you, Lord. Not please heal me. I thank you that I've got it. Not please give me the job. You can ask the one time and then claim it, but then just thank you, I got it. 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 It's so simple and yet people make it so hard. (laughs) 
Praise God. What is it, 12.06? i got to wind it down. But let me just finish the story with you. We'll skip certain parts. Go back to Joshua chapter 6, please. And we'll skip some parts that we don't need to read. It's all good, but I don't have time for all of it. See, I've given you into thine hand Jericho, the king, and the, thereof, and the mighty, the giants of the men of valor. And you will come to city, all ye men of war. Go around the city once. You should do it six days. Seven priests shall go before the ark, seven trumpets of horns, ram's horns. And the seventh day you will come to the city. Seven, so he gives them the strategy. And the priests shall blow the trumpets. Come to pass when they make the sound of a long blast with the ram's horns, you, t you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people will shout, and the great, with a great shout, and the walls shall, of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. And so he calls the people and he tells them and, and, and all this stuff. And he says now, uh, go down, go down, go down. In verse 10, and Joshua commanded the people saying, you will not shout or make any noise with your voice, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you to shout. Then you shall shout. So in other words, pay attention. And so they go around it. Now, you can do math, right, can't you? Six days times one is what? They went six times around in six days. Now, at the instruction of the Lord on the seventh day, they went around seven times. Right? So on the seventh day, they do six, 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 six. Okay? And one, 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 which makes six. So now they've gone down 12 times. And then they do the last time. The seventh time on the sixth day made 13 revolutions. You with me? And it says on the, on, the, on the seventh day, praise God. Go down with me and you can read that, please. Hallelujah. Uh, and it says there, verse 16, And it came to pass at the seventh time. When the priests blew with the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, the seventh time and only the seventh time, shout for the Lord has given you the city. And the people, verse 20, shouted when the priests blew with the trumpets and it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him and took the city. Why does it say every man straight before him? Because there was no rubble. They just walked straight. Yeah. And if you go there, I've been there to the archaeological site, and they have, you can see down, it's, it's very deep, about 40 feet, because all these years and centuries, stuff has been built upon it. But you can see the old ruins of that wall. And that wall, the ground literally opened, and the whole thing went right down. Wow. Angels opened the ground and swallowed the wall. That's why they went ahead, because there was no rubble. They didn't have to climb. You know how big that wall was? If it had fallen down in chunks, it would have been an obstacle. That's why it says, and they went straight before them. They just walked straight. They didn't have to go around anything. They just walked straight because the ground opened up. But uh, I want you to notice that, which <laughs> I want to just share something. I've preached this many times. I've never seen this. Thank God the word has always got refreshed revelation. You know what the Lord said to me this morning, honey? He said, did you notice that I told them to shout when they heard the sound of the trumpet on the seventh time? I said, Lord, I know that. And he said, but did you notice that they were to shout the entire way around the city? If you read it carefully, the whole time they encompassed the city on the seventh time, they were blowing the trumpets, and when they heard the trumpet, they were to shout, which means they were shouting the whole way around that city. And if you look at the ancient city, how big it was, and to walk around that city is going to take a few minutes. I don't exactly know how long, but it's probably a good 15, 20 minutes, maybe more. It's a city. I heard the Lord. I've never seen that before, Jenny. He said, I told them on the seventh time when they blowing the ram, shout. 
I've always thought they just shouted and stopped. But if you study it, they had to shout the entire rotation, which means they were shouting for an extended period of time. And you know what I heard the Holy Ghost say? He said, son, now when you're believing me for something and you have to release your faith and joy and you have to release your faith in song or you have to release your faith in shout, because all what that means, don't get hung up on the physical shout. You can, it's any member, it's claim what you need, you know, command the devil, take his hands off, charge angels, and then celebrate. That's what that Jesus told that Hagen about money and about really about anything. Those are the principles of faith. But really, when you are celebrating or praising, you release your praise, you release your faith in the praise. You also release your faith when you claim it by faith, but you're releasing your faith now in the praise while you wait for it to manifest. Lord says, I've healed you. Lord, I agree, I'm healed. Praise you that I'm healed. Praise you that I'm healed. You might praise God for three weeks before it shows up. You're praising to release faith for God's power to manifest it. Are you with me? But what we do is we have this mindset, I'll praise once for 30 seconds and then I'll forget about it. And that's what most people do. But praise is an extended experiment. It's an extended action. It takes time. Shouting, praising, same thing. Whether you're singing or whether you're shouting, it don't matter, it means the same thing. And the Lord said to me, did you notice they shouted the entire way around the city? And that would have taken them some time. And they would have been shouting, catching the breath, shouting, catching the breath, shouting, catching the breath, shouting, catching the breath as they walk. And when they do that shouting as they're taking, then God's power starts and the thing falls down. And the Lord said to me, sometimes, son, you got to go around your whole city shouting. Sometimes you got to spend a little bit of time praising me. Sometimes when that lump's there and it's not moving, you need to spend some time just saying glory to God and getting into praise and shout. And it might take a day or two. It might take a week or two. It might take a month or two. But if you won't quit the shout and the praise, if you won't quit releasing your faith, it will surely come to pass. And those people, I never saw that, that they were shouting on that seventh rotation, that revolution with the ram's horns. And they were, it it, it wasn't just a one-time little thing. It was an extended release of praise through the shout. And the Lord said to me, you don't have as much, told me personally, he was correcting me. He said, you don't have as much because I'm believing God for something. And he said, you don't have as much staying power as they did. They didn't get tired. They kept shouting. They caught their breath and they kept shouting. The whole way around that seventh time, they kept shouting. Every day when you don't see it manifest, you keep praising. Every day you don't see, you you know you got it by faith. I have given you the city. I have healed you. You're agreeing. I'm healed. But until you see that lump go, until you get that blood test back clean, until you see your eyes healed, whatever it is, you keep praising. Because while you're waiting for the walls to fall, you're circling it. While you're waiting for the power to take that thing out of your body, you're circling it. So praise me, praise me, praise me, praise me. Shout and praise me and don't get so tired because you did it one day and now the next day, well, I already did it. Why didn't it work? I'm sure they shouted the first time and said, why didn't it work? They had to catch your breath and shout again because they had to go right around the city once. And only when they completed the revolution, the power fell. I saw that. I've never seen that before. He said, they praised, extended. They shouted, extended. You just do it once. Do it again, Craig. Do it again tomorrow. Do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and do it again on Friday, and next week, if it hasn't manifested, do it again. 
Hallelujah. Don't get tired in your shouting. Don't get tired in your praising. And remember what God said to me on the fast. He said, you're entering your 13th year as a church. We had 12 years last October. Then the fast came, the mantle came. And this mantle in, in, in this year, 2021, is our 13th year as a church. We're in it right now. This October, we finished 13 years. And on the fast, the Lord said, this is a year to shout. Because on the 13th revolution is when they released praise and power showed up. And he said, this is your, and he's talking individually for us, this is your 13th year as a congregation. 2021, October 2020 to October 2021. So most of it is in the year 2021 is your 13th year. Now remind the people to shout. Because in their 13th revolution, they released faith with praise and shout, and my power fell. And if your people in their 13th year and their 13th revolution will release faith and praise in their shout, my power will work for them. Now, God, I've already seen God's power work for me. What about you? Praise God. I know many of you can say you've seen the power work for you. But God wants you to see it more. This is our, this is our 13th year. It's a year to shout, and it's a year to praise. Take it or leave it. That's what he told me to tell you. But he also said, you quit too quick, Craig. You get tired too easy. I want you to get some staying power with your praise and with your shouting. You praise me with intensity and with vigor as much on the second week as you did the first week. Don't get weary in your praising because we're in the rejoicing. My power is flowing. Hallelujah. Some time ago, my wife woke up. She's never sick. She woke up. It was just a demonic attack. But she woke up with a full-blown fever in the middle of the night, shaking. She could, and you know what? I'm so impressed with her. You know what she did? Most people would just, oh, what am I going to do? And they start thinking. She got out of the bed. She walked into the living room so she wouldn't wake the children. And with fever and chills and literally shaking, she started going, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. And within a few minutes, the power of God hit her and she was healed. Some time ago, I woke up and I had something wrong with my arm. I couldn't lift my arm. I don't know why in the middle of the night, everything was fine when I went to bed and I woke up sick. Not with a flu, but with something wrong with my arm, my left arm. And the Lord said, don't, don't do what your wife did. So I got up quietly so I wouldn't, and I went out into that living room with my robe on, and it was dark, you know. I'm not, it's all dark. It's 3.30 in the morning, and I can't lift my arm. I don't know what's wrong with it, and my mind's going. You better call the emergency. You better call the the prayer tower. better call this. I said, shut up. I don't care what it is. He's given it to me. I'm healed. And I just, I couldn't lift it, but I just started, glory to God, glory. And I did in my robe. And then I said, now nah, I expect it, Father. I expect it. And I started. And it was painful at first. And it got better and better and better and better and better. And then I woke up in the morning and it was about 95%. And by the end of the next day, I was totally healed. I still don't know what it was. And I don't want to know what it was. All I know is that I'm healed. Some of you try to focus too much on what the problem was. Who cares what the problem is? The power of God's stronger than it. It's like trying to figure out what kind of snakes... The, the Pharaoh has. Well, that's a spotted one, and I think that might be this. And what's his genealogy and epidemiology? Well, let's do a study on that serpent snake. Who cares? Moses' snake ate it. You don't need to name the snakes and know where they're from and what their title and where their history is. They're just snakes. 
God's snake ate it. I don't need to know every little fine detail. All I know is the power fixed it. Hallelujah. But sometimes you got to praise at 3.30 in the morning. And sometimes if it don't go right away, you got to praise the next day and keep praising because you're going right around the city and you're not going to quit until you see it work. Until the power comes. But where does it start, Jenny? It starts with, I got it. I've given it to you. I'm healed. I'm healed. All I'm now doing is expressing that, Rob, in praise. Father, I thank you. I agree with you. I thank you that I'm healed. Oh, I praise you. And if you want to add a shout, shout. If you're doing it at 3.30 in the morning, I don't suggest that you shout. (laughs) Unless you go outside. And I still don't suggest that you shout because your neighbors will call the police and they'll come with the little net. They put the crazy people in and the straitjacket. So I don't think you should shout at the top of your lungs unless you can go quietly in your home where they're not going to call the cops on you. And if it's 3.30 in the morning, just praise. You don't need to shout. Just praise. It all means the same thing. Just say glory to God. Lord, I agree with you. I've got it. I'm healed. And I praise you for it. Oh, I praise you for it. Power doesn't fully manifest? What do you do the next day? Lord, I thank you that I've got it. You've given me the city. I glorify you. I'm healed. I glorify you, I'll have that job. I glorify you, I'll have the money for the poor. I glorify you that my son will have an experience with God. I glorify you that you'll you'll, you'll kill my husband if you don't listen to me. Glory to God, whatever it is. That you'll deal with him, you'll deal with her, that you'll get it over to them. Don't kill him, Lord, just fix him. Praise God. Richard Roberts says we all know somebody that needs to die. That's what Richard Roberts says. We all know somebody that God needs to kill. I know a lot of people God needs to kill, but I don't pray that he does. I just say, Lord, bless them and fix them. Don't kill them. Praise God. I know lots of politicians that need to die real quick, but I just say, Lord, bless them and fix them. Fix them, fix them, fix them. Do you get it? Do you get it? Jenny, thank you for dancing at 3.30 in the morning when you've got a fever and you've got chills. That's faith. That's faith. Praise God. The captain of the army of the hosts of the Lord is coming and saying, I've given it to you. Stop talking like you don't have it. Stop talking like you're a failure. I've given it to you. You may not be perfect. You may not have figured it all figured out. But I'm telling you, what I'm my realm, you've got it. So just say, I've got it. Hasn't shown up yet. No matter. Just agree with this realm because it eventually will show up in your realm. Just say, I've got it. And the more you say, the more his power can make you actually see it. But while you're waiting, praise and shout and praise and shout and praise and shout. And the next day, praise and shout. And don't get weary because they never got weary after one shout, Rob. They had to shout all the way around that city. Praise God. And I won't until they finished the, God didn't cause the wall to fall until they did what he said. When they finished the seventh circle, the seventh revolution, only then the wall fell. But they had been shouting all the way around it. And the wall didn't fall the first shout, the second shout, the third shout, the fourth shout. It probably fell on the 50th shout because it took them all that time to circle the city. When they finished the revolution in the shout, then the power of God knocked it down. So sometimes it might take you a little bit of time, but don't you quit the shout. Why? Because you got it. Hallelujah. Simple message on faith. I've been doing so much. We had, the, we had, the, we had four uh, services, which are a tremendous amount of information about Easter and about all the stuff with Easter. Went right into there with Oasis. Went right into there with 10 parts in the vision. And then last week, again, about 2021 and Oasis. This is my first Sunday since March to preach about something other than the vision and Oasis. And I said, Lord, I'm so excited. I feel like a kid in the candy store. I get to preach about something other than the vision and Oasis. Wow. Wow. 
wow, I actually get to preach about anything I want? And it doesn't have to be the vision in Oasis? And he said, no, you're not preaching anything you want. You preach what I want, and I want you to preach about Joshua and tell him not to get tired on the shout. So I said, I'll teach you about Joshua and not to get tired on the shout. Praise God. So, Father, we thank you this morning. I've gone long, so I'll end it now. But I thank you. I thank you that, Lord, you love them so much. You want to have, you've got things planned for them that they don't even know. You're working stuff behind the scenes that they don't even know. All they need to do is look to their spirit. If you've said yes, then they just say yes. If you say no, then they agree and say no. But if you've said yes in their spirit, all they need to say is, Lord, you've given it to me. And they just keep praising you without being weary until it shows up. Because you're already working behind the scenes like you did with me in the pool. I don't mean that in any way to, to draw attention to myself. In any way, I'm simply trying to show them that this works. Even when you can't figure it out, God has already figured it out for you. And he's got the plan set. All he needs is your agreement and your praise. So, Lord, we thank you. And your tireless praise. And not getting weary in the praise and in the shout. We give you praise for it. We thank you, Lord Jesus. I love these precious people. Congregation, I sure do love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being, thank you for being faith people. Amen. Faith people are different. Amen. Faith people take the mountain at 85. Amen. Not the old age home, but the mountain. Praise God. I sure do love you with all my heart. Reverend Taylor will come and close the service. Have a fantastic, wonderful week, and we'll be here Wednesday night. You want to say anything, Jenny? Yes, I do. Pass her that mic, brother. Is it just me, or does she get more beautiful with every passing day? My God. <laughs> I just wanted to say, um, love you. aren't we so privileged to hear about faith? Aren't we so privileged to hear about Jesus coming to Joshua? And showing, you know, Joshua was on the ground with his shoes off when the Lord started talking because the chapters cross over. Right. They cross over from five to six. As soon as Joshua's on the ground, re recognizing who he's in front of, God reveals the plan. God reveals what he's given even more. Mm. And, you know, we need to just stay before the Lord. I, I don't really have a lot to say. I'm just so impressed with that message of faith. It's supernatural. It's, it's kingdom. It's how we're supposed to operate and to have the privilege of sitting and feeding on that and then now going out into our week because we've got things that we've got to tear down. We've got things that we've got to completely destroy because God is telling us that the blessing is behind those walls. But he's not even saying that we've got to tear them down. He's telling us what to do so, so, that, so he can tear it down. Yeah. I'm so, so blessed. It's, it's easy. The walk of faith the is easy. The faith life is the easiest is. life in the world. Just agree and don't Just be tired agree. with your praise. Amen.